Hey, so I know I haven't done politics in a while. Uh, I know some of you are already saying, Oh, J.S., you didn't finish a book, so you're trying to find something to talk about. This is the last coffee house. Today we're talking about Donna Brazil on the Five panel. She's with the Five panel on Fox. And they were discussing what's going on with Twitter and the president. Just some background on Donna Brazil. In an interview with Colbert Brazil stated, quote, Look, I'm a woman, so I like Hillary. I'm black, I like Obama, but I'm also grumpy, so I like John McCain, end quote. So you should get an idea of the type of person this is. And I'm guessing that you can guess, if you hadn't heard her name before, which party she is affiliated with. Just on the face, that is so ridiculously sexist, racist, and grumpiest. Just on the face. And nobody would call her out and say that's absolutely ridiculous to say that those things follow. That your gender, it just follows that you pick somebody of the same gender. Or your race, it just follows that you pick somebody of the same race. That's insanity. This was as reported in a book published by the New York Free Press. Okay, so she was a big deal in the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. She was interim chair, vice chair, chairperson. She had a lot of chairs. But she's known mostly nowadays for the couple of questions that she leaked to Hillary Clinton before the debates. They were emails that were leaked by WikiLeaks, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, and she initially denied it on Twitter and Megyn Kelly. But later, CNN accepted her resignation for the incident, and it's something when CNN questions your integrity. And she later admitted to forwarding the questions to Clinton in an essay for Time. And ironically, in her memoir, she still called it the alleged leaking of questions. Okay, so that's the setup here of who Donna Brazil is and what she does. She was on the panel with the five on Fox, and they were discussing this whole president Twitter thing. Twitter decided to place a fact check on one of the president's tweets regarding mail-in mail ballot fraud. As far as I remember the tweet, he was saying that it was a major issue, that if, it's, if we rely on mail-in ballots, then we're going to have a lot of fraud issues. And the fact check said something like, that's false. You're not going to have a lot of mail-in ballot issues. Whether it's an issue to the degree Trump says, or it's not leaves a lot of gray area and of course gray area is the space in which people can be idiots because they could just pull from either side obviously there have been instances of mail-in ballot fraud even recent instances but whether it's to the the degree necessary to call it a major issue or something we really need to be concerned about that's a different question so brazil starts out by saying that twitter is a private company perfectly fine. It's not subject to the restrictions of the First Amendment. True. Then she continues by saying that Trump's tweets shouldn't just be fact-checked, so she's fine with the fact-checking, but they shouldn't just be fact-checked. They should be deleted. And this is that leftist inclination to shut people up who have an opposing position. And it's shocking. It's shocking to see it in the party that I saw circa 2006 or whatever. They wrap it up in these euphemistic terms like saying it's dangerous or it's toxic or there's false information being spread that can cause problems. But really it's just this fascistic inclination to win with force instead of argument. Okay, so that's annoying on its own. But then she goes on to say, quote, the lies need to stop. There is no First Amendment right to lie, period. End quote. She said this on national TV. The lies need to stop. There is no First Amendment right to lie. Period. She believes that the First Amendment doesn't protect lies. Or at least she did in that moment. I'm not sure that she has actually sat and thought about it. There was a long pause. <laughs> it was pretty funny. There's this long pause and then somebody breaks out in laughter. <laughs> 
And then just in case you thought she misspoke, she said it three more times. There's no First Amendment right to lie. There's no First Amendment right to lie. Now, I probably don't need to explain this to my listeners. If you've made your way here, you probably have a pretty good background on understanding these kinds of issues. But the degree of oblivious that is required for saying something like that should disqualify anyone from any job that requires critical thinking. Now, keep in mind, let's take a step back for a second. As it applies to Twitter, the only thing that we can hope about Twitter and Facebook and Google is that they embrace the spirit of the First Amendment. And then we have the distinction between publisher and platform. That distinction is another legal issue that helps with this this whole thing. But they're not directly subject to the First Amendment. They don't have to follow the First Amendment. They can do what they want with their product. We just hope that they embrace the spirit of the First Amendment. So that's separate. That's a completely separate issue. She is explicitly talking about the First Amendment and what the government can do or not do and saying that the First Amendment doesn't protect somebody lying. So can you imagine, just for a second, can you imagine the government jumping in and regulating all lies? So any kind of speech that you want to make... They have to determine whether it's a lie and whether you're able to do it. So first, I mean, just figuring out what is legally a lie and what is not. I mean, obviously, that's absolutely insane. So a girl says, oh, yeah, well, I weigh 125 pounds. And then when you've got the arm around her, you're like, that doesn't feel like a 125. Okay, now the feds come in or she puts that somewhere, tries tries to say that somewhere in the government. You file a lawsuit and say you can't say that you... You weigh 125 anymore, because that's a lie. (laughs) How much of a complete nightmare this would be if the government had to do this. And not just a nightmare, but if you think for a second how that would actually function, the government being arbiters of what is true and what is a lie, how does that not immediately turn into a fascist dystopia? It's a good thing we had the founders that we did. What would the First Amendment actually be protecting if it left to the government that kind of power when it comes to speech? So just big picture wise, this is what's most terrifying to me. Brazil could have ideological blinders on. She's very accomplished. Of course, if you sat down with her for a couple of minutes and actually discussed this issue and what a world would look like if the First Amendment doesn't protect lying... That she'd get it, it would be fine, and you'd move on. But there seems to be, in leftist circles, there seems to be this unconscious support, or conscious support, of this creeping, fascistic government overreach. It's something a classical liberal would be extremely vigilant about. The government regulating speech, they would have been extremely vigilant about that and resisted it tooth and nail. But it was just advertised by a former major DNC strategist on national TV. The left has gone so far afield... That these authoritarian ideas are now cozy bedfellows with, like, just the general support the poor and support immigrants. Just cozy. It's just right there. The point is that the government is not the arbiter of right and truth. We tried that. It was called monarchy. It didn't work. We also tried that in other ways, like with fascism and communism. They didn't work either. The government works at the pleasure of the people and should be as weak as humanly possible while still able to ensure the rights to freedom and livelihood of its people. I mean, in a world where you have multiple nations and there are threats on all sides, you err on the side of a government with strong national defense capabilities. But otherwise, it's got to have a limited job. I mean, it shouldn't be a tough sell to make sure people are skeptical of members of the government who want more power for the government. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say about that. That just struck me as unbelievably ridiculous. And it could be some kind of symptom of the the weird creep that's going on in leftist circles right now. And because everything 
everything, different groups are so isolated because what you can do on social media and what they do in the capital and, and the way people talk to each other now and just egg each other on and say, no, you're right. No, you're right. You're so right. Now I'm going to get more extreme so that I can distinguish myself from all these other people who aren't as extreme as I am. And then you have people who don't realize what they're saying when they're talking about this kind of censorship. And you have the left just digging graves all over the place that they eventually get buried in. <laughs> It's it's pure insanity. Anyway, this is the last coffee house. I hope all is well. I'm gonna have all sorts of books done for for the next couple of episodes. Uh, again, sorry I hadn't finished those ones. I it's a tome. This one I've been working on is a tome, and I don't want to skimp. I don't like skimping. So hopefully you'll see that on the next one. Hope all is well. Thank you very much. All right, bye.